Welcome to Zenergy, the interactive podcast providing resources for building a better life. I am Zenashe. I'm your catalyst, your conduit, and your coach to that better life. A coach draws out hidden potential in a subject. A catalyst sparks change. And a conduit provides a connection. So I am here today to connect you with two of my guests. Uh, one of them is named Andre Mosley, and Julius Parker is the other one. Awesome. So we're going to talk about his Brilliant Minds Production Academy, but we're also here to talk about assertiveness and affirmations because Zenergy is all about giving you resources for building a better life. And assertiveness and affirmations are both tools that can really help you just change your mindset, change your relationships, change your whole life. And um, I wanted to talk a little bit about assertiveness and why I put those two things together. Because I think that when I started doing affirmations, as I was telling him, I wasn't doing them correctly. I was, my affirmations were very weak and I was saying the negative things. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. That's not how to do affirmations. You actually have to envision the life that you want. Yes. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I actually did a little bit of research on affirmations and there was research not only on affirmations, but on vision boards. Mm. And the reason why vision boards are effective for a lot of people is because it takes them out of the present. It takes them out of where they're stuck and they start to envision the future that they want. And they start to really, as they continue to look at it and look at it and look at it, it becomes more and more real to them. And the same thing with affirmations, when you're looking at your future and you're speaking about that future you, you know, rather than the present you then you start to see possibilities. You know, I was having a talk with my son yesterday Mm. and we were talking about affirmations actually. And he said, when you start doing affirmations, even when you go to the grocery store, you're not just going for groceries. You're looking for opportunities. Absolutely. You start being open to whatever the universe is going to give you. You start being Mm. open to meeting new people and making new connections and your, your possibilities, your horizons just start to expand rather than you just being kind of closed into your everyday rut because you're expecting change and you're expecting growth and you don't know where it's going to come from, but because you're speaking and visualizing that you want that change, you're just much more open to it. Absolutely. So it sounds like you, you're looking at me like you want to chime in, like you want to chime in. So what do you want to say? Go ahead, go ahead. It's a, you know, when you do affirmations, you actually get answers, Hmm. but you get answers in this form of signs, different signs. Okay. Now I know that, I've been asking in my affirmation for abundance. Mm. I've been asking for abundance. And so uh, the universe had put me in a place of abundance. They put me in a store with like 81 million products, you know, and all that. So all this abundance, I I, I saw it. And then I asked for, well, I I need money to do the schools. I need funds. So I'm going, my my thing is, is I know I'm going to have this money. I know this is what I need. And I know I'm going to have it. So what's the, what's the answers that are, what's the signs that I saw? I saw armored car trucks. Just, they kept mm. coming close. First, they were way, way far away. Mm. Then they started coming closer and closer until the part where they were actually driving up to the store and stopping right in front of the door, you know? So that's the answer. You start to see that what you're asking for starts to get closer and closer to you. You just have to pay attention. And look at it and see it. You know, um, there's there's affirmation. You were talking about assertiveness too, and I, and I like that because um, an example I want to show you. It, your words are powerful. Yes, words are definitely powerful. Okay, and so if you said uh, I want to cross the street, and then your next statement was I'm gonna cross the street, which one would have more power? And it's that I'm gonna cross the street would have more power because you have that mindset of that's what I want to do. That's where I want to be. That's where I'm going. And you'll notice the signs. People will gouge away. The light will turn green. Cars will stop. You know, it'll happen. But when you say, I want to cross the street, that's like saying, maybe I might do it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I might do it tomorrow. You know, okay, I'm going to, you know, I want to, so I might as well go. And you're going to see people get in your way. You're going to see the light change quickly. You're going to see, you're going to see these things happen because you weren't assertive. So you have to have meaning with what you say, what you, you say, what you mean, and you mean what you say. And be careful what you ask for because you will get it, you know. And that's, that's the, the assertiveness part of having an affirmation. When you're having an affirmation, when you're saying this is what I want, you have to see it. 
You have to breathe it. You have to smell it. It's even good to go and align yourself with what your affirmation is. Okay, me and my brother, we're just hot on motorhomes. We love motorhomes. Mm -hmm. I mean, we want a class A diesel pusher, 48 feet. See how I already know? 48 feet. It's going to have 150-gallon uh, gas tank, and we're going to go across. So, so what do we do to get that? First, we go see one. Mm -hmm. We get a brochure of one. Yeah. We start to smell it and see it and actually, you know, just live it, you know. We haven't bought it yet, but it's right there. So it's now in our reality. It's not just something that we thought of and, and, and it's so far off. We can never get to it. We know it exists. When you know that your affirmation exists and that's what you want, you'll start to pull it into you. You'll start to come to you. And that's, that's what happens with affirmation. When you start the assertiveness of saying, this is what I want, this is how I'm going to do it, it starts to come to you. There are guidelines, though. I did find out that there are guidelines. There's four of them, really. And the first one is to visualize. Mm, the yes. second one is to write it down. Oh, uh, yes. You know? The third one is, is to live it, to live whatever affirmation is. I mean, if you say you're a millionaire... Well, live like a millionaire. I don't mean go out and spend a bunch of money you don't have. But how do millionaires live? So align yourself with someone who is in that realm, you know. And the fourth one, which is so, so, I mean, it's like the ingredient to all of, to everything, is belief. It's just to believe, you know. I mean, and that, that's that goes into belief and faith and all that. It, it covers all of that. And, uh, you know, like I said, I'm not religious, but I am spiritual. Mm -hmm. And I do know that there is a higher power. And when you ask the higher power for something, it has to be something that he's created, not something that man has created. So if I ask the higher power for money, it's not going to give me money because he didn't create money. But he'll give me the guidance on how to get money. So, see, there's, there's a difference with, with the spirit, with your spirit. And if your spirit's in line with your affirmation, you're going you're gonna to have it. You're going to get it. You know? You know, I wanted to piggyback on some of the things that you were saying. You know, for me, um, I have realized and I've heard a lot of psychologists say that people have a set point. People have in their head, they have these boundaries. I am this and I am not this. And we live our lives a lot of times kind of hypnotized by mm -hmm. the past. Yes. We like they say, 85 percent of our behavior is habitual. We right. don't even think about it. We get up, we brush our teeth the same way. You know, we comb our hair the same way. Right. We put on 15% of the clothes in our closet. <laughs> you know, we drive to work the same way. True. So we have these habits. What affirmations allow you to do is actually to break some of those habits. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes you, we have the habit, a lot of us, of worrying. Oh, yeah. And Definitely. your mind will start to see all these negative possibilities that haven't even happened yet. Start to fear things right. that haven't even happened yet. Right. But once you like I started to do affirmations every day, every morning. Right. This is my habit, my starting ritual. Mm -hmm. I get out of bed. Mm -hmm. I go in the bathroom. I hit play on my phone. Yes. I have a whole playlist that yeah. says morning. Yeah. 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 And I hit that play button. And while I'm brushing my teeth, right. washing my face, I'm listening to affirmations. Right. right. But what happens is you start to memorize that so it used to be when I would be driving to work, I would be thinking, uh, my principal's going to do this. Uh, this is possibly going to happen. Uh, I got this meeting. Mm -hmm. Uh, I got mm -hmm. this. But now when I'm driving to work, it's like, you know, all of these other things that are positive things are coming into my mind. Exactly. The affirmations are playing in my head. Exactly. Like today is going to be a great day. Right. You know, I'm going to make connections today. I'm going to be working on my dreams today. I'm gonna, that's what I'm thinking about. Not about all the negatives that would have been popping in my head. Exactly. Previously. That's when the positives things uh, comes, plays a big role. Right. And when you allow the positive things to come in, also, it takes away your doubts and everything. A lot of people has, when you're allowed and the doubts come in, your self-doubts, you start to, you know, get wrapped up in those doubts. And as a result, you uh, it can hold you back. Yes. And a lot of times people would, you tell them about your positiveness, they would uh, come in with the negativeness, mm -hmm. and they, they when they when you have these doubts, positives that you know these positives come in, and they, you allow them to come in with these negatives, that can also hold you back 
They'll discourage you and stuff. And yes. you already encourage, you know, and the positive and everything. And mm-hmm. what I do, I put out I put out the negatives that they telling me, the discouragements. And so that itself allow me to go on. And and nine times out of ten, you end up reaching your goal and everything. I agree. I agree. You know, I, I found out something too, and this is this is really important. When you said that you were driving to work mm-hmm. and you were thinking about all these positive things were happening, you notice how smooth it was going to work. Oh yeah. You notice mm-hmm. how there was no traffic. True. Yeah. You were just smooth. But the minute you, you before that, if you would have been thinking, "Oh my God, the principal's going to, I can't do this. This is going to be a terrible day. Crowded traffic." Stop signs. People would have been out there with flags, waving, talking about, slow down. You know, I'm serious. You know what I'm saying? Right, exactly. The thing is, is that when you change your behavior, right. everything else has to change. You can't right. change anyone else's behavior, but if you change yours, right. then they have to change. And that's the whole thing I started to look at with the affirmations. I said, well, my goodness, this really does work. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to start. It's not just I'm going to believe in this. I'm going to change my entire outlook on everything and actually do this. And when I did that, I started to see how the planet and the universe changed too, gotten aligned with everything. I met so many people at, at the store I was working at. I don't want to say the name, but I was working at the store and I met so many people. I met a couple of millionaires. I, I met people that, and all I did was, and I do this abundance thing at night. So I Play it on YouTube, go to sleep, and it just goes into your subconscious, right. you know. Right. And it's gotten to the point now where I, I I wake up so happy. I mean, I wake up with this inner happiness, this inner peace mm-hmm. that I have never, ever had before. I never had that in Vegas, never had that. I never mm-hmm. had that anywhere. And I used to live in California, never had it. Now I'm so optimistic about my day. I, I can't wait to see what's going to happen, what's going to go on, you know. And even yeah. at the end of the day, it's like to be continued, you know, mm. because, you know, and, and it is. I mean, it, it gives you a joyous feeling in the core of your body all the way out. It gives you this joyous feeling mm. that everything is going to be okay. You're going to be taken care of. You're going to have everything you need. You're going to have all the abundance you because you believe it. Because you believe it, you visualize yeah. it, you believe it, and it's gonna. It has to happen. That's the that's the joy I get out of affirmations. You know, I mean, and don't let people tell you, you know, the odds of you winning the lottery are one to two hundred. All you need is one. Mm. Forget the other part. You just need one. That's all you need is the one. Just focus on the one. Forget the other part. You know, and you know when someone tells you. And they do it in subtle ways. You ever have anybody tell you, okay, you're chilly and you're like, oh, it's cold. And they're like, it ain't cold. Mm -hmm. How do they know what's in your body? Mm -hmm. How do they know what you feel? Mm -hmm. See, what's true to you is Mm -hmm. true. So -hmm. if you say it's cold, it's cold. Mm -hmm. Now, I might be burning up and sweating, you know, but to you, it's cold. It's a a real thing. And that's the thing is that other people will come in and tell you, when we were in, um, we were in El Paso. The car was down. It had to have a, a, a head job done on it. And um, this guy, we were, we were at the La Quinta Hotel. So the, the guy that was there at the front desk, he said, so where are you guys planning on going? I said, well, we leave here. We're going to, we're going to Houston. And he went, oh, you don't want to go to Houston, man. <laughs> I said, excuse me? He said, no, 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 man. You don't want to go to Houston. I said, why not? It's bad there. Now, see, he hadn't realized. He didn't know me. I used to live in Watts. I used to live in places in L.A. where I wouldn't even walk down the street. It was really bad. I used to live in Vegas. It was worse, you know. But but I I wanted to go ahead and see where his mindset was. I said, it's really bad there? He said, yeah, man, it is bad. (laughs) I said, oh, my goodness. I said, so where should I go? I don't know. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? People will give you information, false information, and and to, and have no ending with it. It'll be no ending, you know. They have no solution for no the solution. problem that they just created. Yeah, they just, you know, they just told right. me how bad the place was. You don't want to go there. You don't want to go there. Okay, it's bad. Alligators, whatever. You don't want to go there. Dinosaurs. Well, where can I go? I don't know. 
<laughs> I, if you got all that knowledge, you should be able to tell me, man. Alaska is, you know, really jamming right now. <laughs> something. Tell me something. Don't give me the halfway and then say, you know, I don't, I don't know where you need to go. You know, um, it, it's a trip. It reminds me of this joke that this guy told me that makes so much sense. This guy was getting on a, on a plane and he sat next to his lady and he and he told the lady, "Hey, would you like to have a conversation?" And she said, "Sure. What do you want to talk about?" He says, well, first I want to let you know, I don't believe in God, I don't believe in heaven, I don't believe in hell. <laughs> and, okay. and he said, she said, okay, well, I got a question for you. And he goes, what? He goes, there's a, there's a horse, there's a cow, and there's a goat. And they all eat the same thing, but they poop differently. You know, a goat poops little pellets, and a cow poops bladders, and a horse poops clumps. Why is that? And he went, I, I really, I, I don't know. And she says, well, then how can you be an authority on heaven, hell, or God when you don't know? <laughs> I don't have to say that another word. No, you don't, but you know that's, a great, that's, a, <laughs> that's a great joke. That's a great joke. That's a great joke. That's what I'm joke. saying. People will take, will take what, you're, you, what you find true to you. Mm. They will take it, and they will trample on it. They will tell you that you don't need it. You don't need that. You don't need to have this. You don't need to have that. You don't need to do this. You don't need to think that way. When you say, I'm going to start a business, how many people say, oh, you don't really want to do that? And I notice when people tell me I don't want to do something, their voice goes lower. It doesn't go high. Like, you don't want to do that. It doesn't do that. It goes the other way. Oh, you really don't want to do that. You know, oh, oh, dinosaurs and oh, lizards and snakes and oh, my. And it's like that, you know. And yeah. I always say, even women, women will do that too. Women, women, I've had more men say you don't want to do this than I had women. But women will hold it in. They will hold in. I was well, raised with all girls, so I'll let you know that. I, I, <laughs> no I <brothers>. agree. <laughs> you know, I was listening to an audiobook as I was going to network earlier today outside at uh, 4900 Polk Street. They had this little city fest. And um, it was the five second rule was the book that I was listening to. And in the book, she was saying that we're trained by people trying to protect us right. to worry and to fear right. and that we have to untrain ourselves. Mm, we so have difficult. to untrain ourselves. And, and that's one way that affirmations come in and also assertiveness. You guys are both talking about the people that want to sow negative seeds right. into you and sow doubts into you. Right. You know, there have been times when I have stopped people in the middle of a conversation yeah. oh, and yeah. said, excuse me, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you don't have anything positive to say, I really don't want to continue this conversation exactly. because I'm not going to let, I'm not, I don't mean to be rude, right? but this is my mind. This is my heart. That's right. Absolutely. I don't want you sowing any negativity into it. That's you know, I is. told you this because I thought that you would be supportive, but I appreciate you're not. I won't come to you right. again with That's this right. kind of thing. Exactly. And usually you know, they don't and, have and, anything to say after that. Usually after you well, say that. Well, they're used you know. to people just accepting mm-hmm. whatever garbage, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. wants to be thrown on them. And it reminds me of another story. Um, there was a story of a man who had a donkey. And this donkey <laughs> was not... It was not hauling anything. <laughs> he was being very cantankerous. Right, right. So the man threw the donkey into a well. Okay. He thought the donkey was going to break his legs, but the donkey was standing up at the bottom of the well. Right. And he's like, you know what? This well doesn't have any water in it. This would be a great place to bury the donkey. So he starts shoveling <laughs> dirt on the donkey, <laughs> expecting to bury the donkey. The donkey's going to be dead and his problem's going to be solved. And what he doesn't know is every time that shovel of dirt comes down, the donkey shakes itself so all the dirt falls off stamps his feet and raises himself up so over time (laughs) the donkey hops out of the uh, the well 
because <laughs> the man was mm-hmm. shoveling all of this dirt on the donkey, expecting to bury the donkey in it, mm-hmm. but the donkey was shaking it off mm-hmm. and raising himself, and higher, raising himself higher. And then he just went off about his business and, and left the man behind. <laughs> That's so good. You know, so we need to do that. We need lives. to do that. We need to be assertive enough yeah. to when people try to shovel dirt onto us, right. shake it off and keep moving forward right. and leave those people behind and realize that, you know, you may still have a connection with that person, but you don't need to tell them your dreams. No, you, know, you and, don't and, need to open up your heart to be hurt by that person. You know, Steve Harvey said had a mm-hmm. way of saying it. And, and he said it. He said, when you're on the road to success, mm-hmm. sometimes you got to pull over and let some people out the car. Ah. OK. Yeah. And it's true. You do. You have to let some people out the car. And, you know, this is the thing, too. OK, so you've got your affirmation. You've got the abundance. You finally got what it is that you're seeking. Do you know your standards raise? Mm-hmm. And when your standards raise, the people around you, you, there's some people you just can't be around no more. Mm-hmm. You just can't because it's going to either be awkward to them. They're going to be envious of you. They're going to wonder why is everything she touching turned to gold and everything I'm touching just turns to nothing, you know, to copper or whatever, you know. So they're, they're, they don't have the formula that you have. And, and so your standards raise. Like, for instance, if all of a sudden you just were blessed with $10 million, you know, you now you need to be in an area where people have money. They have money and they know how to work. I'm not saying to disassociate yourself with poor folks or anything like that. But your standards rise. Your, your standard of living rises. Your everything rises. This is the opportunity to where you come back through a charity or through whatever and help other people out. So you just can't let them drown you. Because, you know, a person that's drowning, when you jump in there to try to save them, they'll drown you because they're so scared, you know. Right. So you can't have someone drown you with their sorrows and their pigs. There's a statement that was made. I think it's in the Bible. I'm not quite sure. It says, uh, your sorrows and your happiness are yours alone. No one can share them with you. Hmm. And that's, that really makes sense, you know. I mean, whatever it is you think of, whatever it is that you desire, it's your own. And no one can come in or no one should come in and be able to tell you, anything different but that's the way this world is i mean think about it if you had a six-year-old child and you're at the mall and you turn around the child's gone you're not going to think some wonderful things like oh he's probably drinking water at the water fountain over there and probably on the merry-go-round no you're going to think the most horrible stuff in the world that's the way we're geared we're geared to do that i mean we look at that's why i limit the news I don't watch much news because that's another way. It's another cycle of getting into your mind, and now you're afraid to walk across the street. You're afraid to go out. You're afraid to shop. You're you're scared. You're just scared. It, it keeps you in fear, and that's one of the thing. That's one of the reasons why, you know, we're not just everyone killing each other and just shooting each other like the purge or 90% whatever. Ninety percent of it is it's about ninety percent of it is about death. So yeah, mm-hmm. you yeah, already yeah, you know, know. Yeah. you know, and I mean, when they do that, it's like. You know, these, don't get me wrong, there is crime out there, there is bad things out there, but you don't need to hear it all right. the time. Right. Because mm-hmm. that starts to make you feel like there's no hope. You know, why should right. I even try it? It's, you know, you got to understand that those circumstances are someone else's, they're not yours. You're not going to puddle in their, in their, their life. You know, you have your own puddle that's nice and calm and still. And they got a puddle that's probably got some ripples in it, you know. So that's the thing is that you have to be centered. And when you're centered inside your mind and your heart, you can you can see stuff clearly. You can see stuff so clear. You know, I mean, there's been um, hundreds of times me and my brother sat up and we, because we lived in a 620 square foot house. And it wasn't even a house. It was an apartment. It was it was terrible in Vegas. And um, they told us I was on one of the federally funded programs, and they told us no matter how many people you put in, you have on your voucher, we're only paying nine hundred dollars. And it was just really the worst place that you could ever be in, right? Mm. And um, so we sat up and we started looking at houses. I mean, we started looking at mansions. I mean. And they all were in Houston, all over in Houston, <laughs> like Houston, and and they were in the woodlands, and they were here. I didn't, I didn't know nothing about Houston, you know what I'm saying? 
But we saw this one that was just awesome. It was huge, and it, it was like the, the room had a living room in it. That's how big it was, right? It was just beautiful, right? I said, man, I really like this, you know. And it was Supreme Auctions. You can you can you can bid on these these, it these was houses. It with elevators. Yeah, it had an elevator. Yeah, it had. Wow. A, it was two floors. Elevators. Yeah, it had an elevator. You walk out and it take you to your room. <laughs> the elevator go right straight. Your, your room was. You get off the elevator. You're in your room. You know. Wow. So that was beautiful, right? And now. They said 3.9 million, 3.5 million. They said, we didn't care. We, I want one of those. I want one of those. Now, I just said I want it. I didn't say I was going to have it. I said I want it. Then we started to be realistic. We started to be realistic. You know, okay, what's the, what's the you know, how much money are we going to have to spend for upkeep on this thing, you know? So we had to be realistic about stuff like that. I said, but I do want to find a house. And so show you how the, the universe works. I got a call one day, and this guy was looking for a guy named Jason something, Jason Calden, or he was looking for somebody. And um, I said, no, there's nobody by that name here. I said, but, but what do you do? He says, oh, I'm a realtor, hmm. and I, I help people find houses. I says, well, where are you at? Oh, I'm in Houston. Hmm. You see what I'm saying? It, the, it, when we said this is what we wanted, this is what we wanted, where we want to be, the universe actually came, and and he actually has a oh he actually has a um, uh, uh, we actually know this realtor now, and he's 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 actually helping us find another place. So you know it, it when you say stuff, it it just has so much power. It has a lot of power, and um, you know my thing is is that I love to watch it happen. Hmm. Yeah. I love to watch it happen. Well, I believe that the universe is energy. You it know. Is. We know scientifically that everything is energy, yes. that we are all atoms. We are all vibrant, even though we are still looks like we're sitting still. Like it looks like everything on this table is sitting still. Actually, everything is energy. And so when we speak, when we think, when we feel that's energy being put in motion and yes. you're you're yeah. attracting, you're magnetizing mm -hmm. things mm -hmm. to you and you're repelling things from you. Right. And, you know, going back to what you were talking about with affirmations, you saw those homes, you saw, you had that desire, that feeling, you know, I believe that our feelings are very powerful. Our feelings right. radiate out because right. I know everybody in this room has walked into a room that was empty. Mm. And you know that somebody in there was mad at some time because mm -hmm. you could feel mm -hmm. the feel energy oh, yeah. in the room. Oh, yeah. You can feel the negative. Or you might go someplace and be like, oh, I don't like it. There's bad vibes here. Mm -hmm. You can feel mm -hmm. you just feel the negativity. It, so we, we all have experienced that. We can't deny it. Right. We know that places can have an energy. People can have an energy. Things can have an energy. You know, we know that. And, and, we are, as people, we are putting out our feelings. So, you know, you were talking about visualization. One of the things that visualization does is it allows you to change your feelings. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And when you absolutely. change your feelings, you know, scientists say that we don't actually make decisions based on logic. We think we do. Mm -hmm. We sit there and we make our pro and con list and all that <laughs> stuff. But in the end, we go with our gut. We go yes. with our gut. That's in the right. end, you know, we when do. you're making a decision, you're like, I feel this is the right thing to do. I feel this. Or I don't, I just don't feel like doing it. Mm -hmm. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, or I just don't, I don't have the motivation. So much of what we do is based on our feelings. Right. And how do you change your feelings? A lot of different ways. You change it by some of what you say. Because if you say, man... Man, I'm having such a bad day. The more you talk negatively, the worse you're going to feel. Exactly. You're going to exactly. magnify. Absolutely. Or if you start to say, I'm so grateful for whatever, oh, God, whatever, yes. oh, you're going to so feel, yeah. you're going to yeah. feel a lift. Oh, yeah. Even if you were having a bad day, you're going to feel, gonna a, feel a lift. A lift. Yes, you will. Because your words are putting out an energy and that Man. energy can change your feelings. And if you change your feelings, you can change your motivation. Exactly. You can it's, change your forward motion. That behavior. I mean, yeah. I, as an athlete, I was to go back to this example and I've probably done it two or three times on this podcast. I know Probably anybody who's been an athlete has been playing a game and you are losing. Mm -hmm. I mean, they are they are beating you like nobody's business and you feel <laughs> like the world is against you and you're out on that court. And you're embarrassed. Your parents are in the stands. Your friends are in the stands. You feel like the worst athlete in the world. That's right. And you are hanging your head and you go in that locker room. 
and your coach says something. It doesn't even matter what he says or what she says, but something was said. And all of a sudden, your head starts to pick up. You have a whole renewed Yeah, and all thing. of a sudden, you start to feel this fire in your gut. Yes, that's right. That's and right. then it comes up to your chest, oh, and yeah. then you just hear yourself. You know, the coach said, what are we going to do when we go out there? And you're like, we're going to win this game. And everybody in that locker room is galvanized and changed. Right. And what yeah. happened? You were still going to walk out there with the same numbers on the, on the scoreboard. Right. The numbers didn't change. Right. Your parents are still out there knowing that you were basically screwing up the game. Your friends are still out there knowing you were screwing up the game. Nothing has changed but the words that were spoken to you. That's it. And And you walk out there and none of that stuff, the people in the stands don't matter. The score on the scoreboard doesn't matter because you feel different. Right. And you walk out there with a whole different perspective. And nine times out of ten, if you walk out there that energized, you win. You win. Yeah. Nine times out of ten. Even if you are down 20 points, 30 Mm -hmm. points, 40 points. I mean, it doesn't matter. You know, the facts stop to matter when the feelings have changed because of the words that you've heard. See, that goes with what I was telling you earlier. They said that they can only pay nine hundred dollars. So that was, they were basically saying, if you want abundance and you want more and you want your life to change, well, don't don't ask us because we're not going to help you. You got to do this on your own. And basically they were saying that only, when you hear people say that they're living below the poverty line, Mm -hmm. basically someone is saying, there's no abundance for you. There's no, it's not true. That's a lie. Because if you look around you, you could see all the abundance, all these homes, all these, this transportation, all this food, all these banks, all this money. That's all abundance. That's all energy. So for someone to tell you that you can't have it, you can't get it, you can't achieve it, that's a lie. And that's the universal lie that a lot of people tell because they don't understand that if everybody if everybody had an affirmation, the same affirmation, it would actually happen. There would be so many people that would be broke and so many people that would be successful. That's the whole thing. It's, a, it's like a secret in a way. They don't want people to be that successful. They want you to think. They want to think for you, basically. Mm. Get up, go to work, do this job. Don't try to do anything other than that and then die. Okay. Good luck and die, you know. But don't try anything other than that. Because if you try anything other than that, or you're thinking out of the box, that's not good thinking. You know, they don't teach us in school about the stock market. My dad taught me about the stock market. But they don't teach us that. They don't teach us how to save money, how to money management, wealth management. Mm. They don't teach us any of that. Well, they don't even teach history right, you know, as well. But, you know, (laughs) they don't teach these things, these positive things. Mm. Everything is negative. You got to wear these kind of clothes. You got to wear this. You got to do that. You know, mm-hmm. you can't have, um, you can't have this. You can't have that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the whole thing. And and the school is just designed for you to spend maybe what seven hours away from your parents, so they don't just break out on fire and just run on fire <laughs> in fire or whatever. You know, that's basically it. Because the kids aren't learning. They really aren't learning. They're learning something, you know, they know how to do the dances and they know how to dance and rap and stuff like that, but they're not really learning because school is not fun. It's not fun. It's designed for you to just be there. It's not designed for you to embrace it. See, with affirmations, you have to embrace them. When you embrace them, you start to change your outlook. You start to change your, the way you think, you know, and nothing is impossible. That's the thing that that's the thing that really blows me away is that now I can look and stuff and say, okay, I'll, I want to climb Mount Everest. And, and I, I don't, universe, so don't take me up on that. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, if I wanted to, all of a sudden, there'd be a sporting goods show, there'd be some ropes, it'd be the, they'd, I'd see an advertisement for something. I noticed that and when I sit there and say, I need this, like, for instance, we sat there and we said, we want a Ford F-150. It's got to be black. We have seen nothing but Ford F-150 commercials, black Ford F-150s on the road. We've seen nothing but because we've said it. Well, there's science behind what you're saying because um, our subconscious is geared to actually filter out 
about 95% of what we see in here. Right. Mm -hmm. It only picks up on the things that we tell it are important. So when we say, I want a Ford 150, yeah, yeah. we're telling our subconscious, pay attention to the Ford 150s. 150, yeah. And then <laughs> normally we would filter those out. We wouldn't even notice them driving down the street. We wouldn't even notice them walking down right. the sidewalk. Right. But because we said, I want that, we start noticing. Yeah. We start noticing. So what affirmations do, as my son was talking about, you get access to the things that are all around you, but you're not paying attention, attention to. Yeah, that's so, right. You're not paying it and you start to notice things that you didn't notice before. Right. You know, like I tell everybody when I first started performing, um, I was going to a poetry show and then I was going to a comedy show and then I was going to a music show. And then one day it just was like, why can't I go to one show with everything? <laughs> why don't why doesn't that exist? That sounds like Walmart. <laughs> you know? And I started looking for it. Oh my god. And I couldn't find it. Right, right. And then right. I said, I'll create I'll it. I'll create it. Bingo. You know? Smart. You want to talk about abundance? Yeah. So that was an opportunity that I had not even thought about. Prior to right. doing affirmations, prior to saying, I want more opportunities to show my art. I want more opportunities to network. Yeah, yeah. Now, here's a light bulb moment. Create a show. And yeah. through that show, oh my gosh, you know, I have met hundreds of people. Yeah. I yeah, have gotten sponsorships. I really have performed all over the city of Houston. Idea. I, I like have it. gotten awards. I have... I created two more businesses from that one business. Right. That one business right. led to two other businesses. It led to all of this merchandise. Yeah, definitely. It led to this podcast. Yes. That one decision. Now, of course, we're talking about a period of two years. It didn't right. happen in one day. No. We're talking about a period of two years. But even with COVID, right, you're talking about abundance. I'm sitting there saying these affirmations that, you know, money is coming to me. That when I spend money, it's going to come right back to right. me. That my, that my, right. I was listening to Florence Scovel Shin, which I found her maybe in April, I think. I read all four of her books. I recommend all of them. I love this woman. She's dead, but oh my gosh. So she has a book <laughs> called Your Word is Your Wand. And in that book, she basically says, go buy a new purse or a new wallet and say, this is my abundance wallet. This is my abundance purse. And every time you look at that purse or that wallet, say this purse, this wallet is always filled with money. Yes. I always have more than enough. Yes. I all, And I went and did that. I went and bought a new purse. And every time I looked at that purse, I would say, this is my abundance yeah. purse. Yeah. Yeah. This purse is always filled with money, always filled with money. And, you know, a day last week, you know, we just had the new year. Mm -hmm. And before the new year came, I started thinking about everything I had been saying on the podcast. I started thinking about how people were reacting to some of the shows, how mm -hmm. they wanted to have a, a basically a reference guide to go back to. And I said, I need to create a manual. I need to create a workbook. I need to create it to where people can take these concepts and put affirmations. We're talking about affirmations for every one of these concepts. Exactly. They can put a goal in every one of these areas. Exactly. They have something to read. So I actually created this and, you know, it's different, a different concept for each day, you know, where mm -hmm. you can put your pictures, your vision board, mm -hmm. all that. But the thing is, I was asking for money to come to me. I was asking for abundance. I was asking for opportunities the truth is it's here. Mm -hmm. It's yes, already sir. within you. You just have to be aware enough to figure out how to get it done. Exactly. And so I was at work the other day. And um, so I've been making these, these, you know, goal setting packs, Those right? Really cool. Those are cool. Really Thank like you. That. And you know, this, I'm gonna tell you what people say about it. They're like, it's already got its own bag. <laughs> I, I can take everything out and put everything back yeah. in and it's already in here. It's already too. organized. I was thinking about everything that Everything is here time. in one spot. They're like, 
I've never seen anything. It's it's compact. One lady said, "This is so. This is so small. I could just stick it in my purse." Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, when I'm sitting in the doctor's office, I could just pull it out and work on it. When I'm sitting, you know, somewhere in line, I could just pull it out and work on it. You know, I could do this on my lunch break. You know, they're like, I could take this with me everywhere. It's it's just. It's really, it it's, it's organized, it it's compact, it's, you know, it's not too much, it's not too little. It's, it's, you know, and they were like, I love this. And I show it to nine people, five people buy it. Right. You know? Oh, yeah. And the, a couple of the two that don't buy it say, come back to me on payday. Exactly. Exactly. You know? They actually sell themselves because they, you know, you know, when you do an affirmation, yeah, that's energy, right? Right, right. When you start to make something, that affirmation and energy goes into that thing. So when a person touches it, even though they don't realize it, they just, I've seen that where, I've seen that with your flyer, Mm. your flyer. You gave me the flyer and you just, what you said, you're going to need this. (laughs) And you walked past me. I never forgot that. Never. You said, (laughs) you said it. You said, here you go. You're going to need this. And you walked on. I, did, I didn't really get your face. I didn't get your name. I didn't. It just walked. You just handed it to me and walked out of the store. And I stuck it in my back pocket. And I, and I stuck it in my back pocket for two months. That was in my back pocket. You know, that, I wasn't still wearing the pants. I had put them to the side. <laughs> and uh, I, I got ready to wash them. So I go to the pocket. And there it is. And I, and I could remember you giving it to me, I can remember what you said. You're going to need this. And I, and I, to this day, I'm saying to myself, I'm going to need this. And then I think about it. I'm going to need this. I'm going to need this. I, got, I need to get the word out about the school. I need to get the word out. Yeah, I'm going to need this. You're absolutely right. It was such a pleasure not meeting you. <laughs> and I don't mean that in a rude way because you didn't stop and say, hi, my name is. You just said, you're going to need this and walked out because I was this is what I was thinking. God, I got this school. I got to get some advertising for it. I really need to get, you know, I, I need a podcast. I, but I don't know how to do one. I wonder if I can find here. You're going to need this. It just happened. And it was so amazing how when you are in that positive realm, nothing else can come in but positivity. You have to let other things in, like negativity or whatever, but nothing can come in. If you shut that door and say it's only going to be positive in here, that's what's going to happen, and that's how it happens. And it, it's it's a beautiful thing because you get to – I, I do the same thing. I, I write a journal mm-hmm. because history repeats itself. Mm-hmm. It's just the same script but with a whole new production. And so you can look in, at your growth. You can see how you grew, how your mind changed, what you thought of – Last year has now come to fruition this year, you know. So it's really like I don't make New Year's resolutions anymore. Mm, I make resolutions every day instead of just New Year's. You know, that's that's the lazy man's way of doing it. All right, it's New Year's. I'm going to make a resolution. Then I'm going to go and cut the lawn every week. And then your voice starts to get lower. When it's not snowing, I can't. I can't. <laughs> you know, so that's, a, you know what I'm saying? It's no, you know, it's, and, and then you see these commercials. Mm-hmm. That's a perfect world. Commercials are a perfect world because mm-hmm. everybody is perfect in commercials. So in commercials, you see these exercise ones. Mm-hmm. And what you don't understand is that I've done commercials. So what you don't understand is that those people are already in shape. Yes. They're already in shape. Yes. They're, they're, they're done already, okay? They're hired now to look the way they're supposed to look, right? Right. So instantly it's in your head that you want to look like them. Right. You want to be like them. Right. Follow me. Instead of you leading the path on your own, follow me. So you go and buy the Peloton or you buy this bike or you buy whatever, and then you realize it's more to it because of the commitment level. Mm, yeah. You have to be committed to it. Same thing with affirmations or anything else you have to be committed to it yeah so yeah. you start to ride this bike and you start realizing yeah, you know i need me a beer <laughs> okay i'm gonna ride it tomorrow but uh let me just get a sandwich right quick you know you start to do that you start you know and you're so energetic at first you so we get the bike you're like oh no i can't wait to get on this thing i really can't i'm gonna do this this time this is gonna happen and you start going and you start realizing oh goodness grief this is a lot of work it, it, it really is. You know, when you get to a certain age, um, 
things that fall on the ground need to stay there because <laughs> you can usually lose consciousness trying to pick it up. You know, you really can. You know, I, I started to learn that. Do you know I almost fainted putting my socks on? Oh that my has Never ever happened to me in my life. <laughs> ever in my life. Okay. Ever. Ever, ever. <laughs> and it's a trip because my brother, and he could tell you, we were, <laughs> we were in um, Vegas, and he got on the scale, and it said 1,300 pounds. <laughs> 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 and he looked down, and he said, there's no way I could weigh this much. <laughs> I said, get off the scale, get off. So he got off the scale. I said, maybe it needs to reset. He got back on the scare and said, era. (laughs) (laughs) I lost it. I lost it. I lost it. I don't even know what that meant, but I lost it. You know, every time, you know, I actually gave him that scale. Here, you can have that, man. You know, it's a digital scale. It had never done that before. Never in the life had it done that. When he got on it, it said 13, what did it say? 13? 1325. 1325. It's 1,325 pounds. Wow, that's crazy. That's impossible. And he said, because he looked down and we saw. He looked down, he went, I know I can't weigh that much. (laughs) I I said, what is And I looked at it and I said, oh my goodness. I said, get off the scale. Maybe it needs to reset. Mm, so he mm, got off the mm. scale, went back to zero. He got back on and said, Arab, man. I, <laughs> oh, I lost it. I was just like, oh, my God. Oh, good. You know, you know, <laughs> that is such a funny story. But, you know, what I realized is sometimes the things that are supposed to work don't work. Don't. Yes, don't. That and all. you can't, you know, what if, what, let's say it wasn't 1325. Right, right. Let's just say it was 375. Right. Right. And he knows there's no way in the world that that can be true. Sometimes you have to doubt the messages that you get, oh, even definitely. from oh, technology, even oh, yeah. from other things. You have to say, uh, yeah. I needed a second opinion. Yeah, exactly. I, I need exactly. I need some verification because that doesn't seem to be exactly. correct. You know, and, and it's hilarious that that happened. That you know, but so <laughs> funny, man. I mean, you you go way beyond your potential when you ask for abundance, when you're grateful for what you have, mm. when you're grateful for where you're at now and what you have, that opens up the door for you to have more. And that cup will run over, as they call it. And you, you'll mm. have to give some stuff away. You'll literally have to give some stuff away, you know. And a lot of people, like if you've ever seen that show Hoarders, a lot of people mm. feel that their life is so empty that they mm. have to have a bunch of stuff to fill it. No, you don't. You really don't. Right, right. All you have right. to do is have the desire to fill someone else's life, and your life will always be full, always. And that's that's one of the reasons why we just want to start the school, you know. Well, I want to I want to talk to you about the school, but sure. I wanted to go back. You know, we all do have a giftedness, and and one of the things being assertive, you know, we've been talking about protecting the gift that you have, protecting the dream that you have, using the affirmations to see yourself in the future and uh, to speak, to speak that, to speak life to that. Right. You know, to speak life to that. Um, And you've created, you have this idea for this school and you've created the name. A lot of times when people have a business, they encapsulate their affirmation for that business in the name. Right. You know, and, and they are, they don't, they may not be thinking about it. They're thinking about, Oh, what would be a great name for this business? But a lot of times people are very intentional when they create a name for a business, because every time they speak that or somebody else speaks it, they want a certain thing to be brought to mind. Like I think of Zenergy, right. you know, the urge right. for more peace. I want people to see Zen think peace. Right. I want them to right. see urge or urgy and think the urge for peace. I want them to put that together and say, okay, this is about peace and fulfillment and good things. It's about positivity. Right. I know. John Ross, my cameraman, he's got still visionary, you know, still visionary in spite yeah, of everything, in spite yeah. of COVID, yeah, in still. spite of Trump, still, Just in spite still. of yeah. all the unrest in the world, in right. spite of the insurrection, still visionary still visionary i like you know and and that's just powerful that is very powerful powerful that's i'm still visionary you can still be visionary you know and then you got brilliant minds i want you to tell us about brilliant minds brilliant minds came to me um it came to me that we all have a brilliance 
We all have a something that's just waiting to shine. Mm-hmm. It's waiting. So I said, brilliant mind. So it's up here in your head. You have mm-hmm. it. It's just up here. You haven't released it yet. Okay. Right. I said, brilliant minds production academy. The, the production part is easy because we do produce stuff. We do a production. But the academy, I wanted to make it to where it's like the Academy of Motion Pictures and Arts. So when you finish this school, we actually have a um, graduation performance that's like the Academy Awards. You know, we actually have the red carpet, we have the limousines, we have the thing, you know, and we actually celebrate you for going through the program and, and having it. So when I, when I put that name together, I wanted it to be a world-class school. When I say world-class, that you can come back to us and say, I, I need a job and we'll put you to work helping us. After one year, we'll ask you, what business do you want to start? And we'll help you start whatever business you want to start, from business plan to actually filing the papers to starting your own business so we can become your client. So it's the five fingers of success. If I help, I'm the thumb. If I help somebody, then someone helps someone else, and then someone else helps someone else, and it goes all the way down the line and comes back to me again. Hmm. That's abundance. That's how abundance works. It's not just me having a bunch of stuff. It's me having a bunch of stuff and allowing other people to have a bunch of stuff as well. So if I want to become a millionaire, I want you to become a millionaire too. It's like giving it back in return. Yes, definitely. And and you can. Pass it on down the line. Yes, just absolutely. The way it goes. Well, you know, a lot of people say, and I've seen this a lot when I was working, how you doing today? I'm blessed. Mm-hmm. Well, how many people have you blessed? Mm. You see what I'm saying? You cannot be blessed unless you bless somebody else. Mm-hmm. That's just the way it has to go. Now, a blessing can mean, hi, how you doing today? Acknowledging a person's being, opening the door for another person. It can do whatever action that is considered a blessing. And people don't really understand that. They think it's just mouth, you know, I'm blessed. God is blessing me. He, I woke up this morning. Sure, you woke up this morning, so what are you going to do? He gave you that other chance to do what? To do something and it says peace toward man, goodwill toward man, you know, do peace unto your do unto yourself what you wouldn't man. done want done to anyone else. So that's the keys right there to success. There's also a book that people need to look to. There's 12 universal laws mm-hmm. in this. And if you master the 12, you'll master life. Um, people go to danielbooks.com. They can get actually all 12 of those for free. All for free. It doesn't cost them a, a dime. You can read them, practice them, print them out. They really do help. They really, really do help. And one of the things that she brought up was energy, was how everything is a vibration. Everything has a vibe. You know, notice when you're upset, your vibration is going a little faster. When you're calm, your vibration is like all nice and calm and it's floating along, you know. So we have to keep our vibration in check. It's kind of hard to do when you have so many negative people out there. It's really hard to do. But yeah. it's a learning thing. You have to learn that you can't be reactive. If you're reactive, then you're feeding into whatever that person's reacting to. So you have to not be reactive. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's a fire. Yes, we need to react. You know, go get a hose. Go do, you know, you know, there are certain things you have to react to. But you don't have to go completely crazy. You know, you don't have to go way out, you know. And a lot of people are, a lot of people are so reactionary. They're waiting for someone to say something, Mm. to say something wrong. I remember this one guy, I had the mask on, and I said, I said, how you doing this evening, brother? What would make you say that, man? He didn't understand what I said. He he just didn't understand me. So I took the mask off. I said, how are you doing this evening? He said, oh, man, I'm sorry, man. I thought you had said something else. He was waiting to be reactive. He was waiting. Mm. That's what he was ready to hear. That's what he wanted to hear. You know, he didn't hear me. He heard something else. But that's the thing. We have to learn not to be so reactive. And believe me, I'm saying that, and I'm still learning it. It's Mm. tough because there's sometimes my son will do something, and I'd be like, I want to just go off. You know, I want to just react. You know, I told him, told my son, I said, take me, give me um, some ice in this cup. And, uh, and bring me the two liter of soda. And he brought me my cup. No, he brought me the two liter of soda and a bowl. Big old <laughs> huge bowl with ice in it. And I said, thank you, Aaron. And he said, you're welcome, Dad. I said, oh, Aaron, I got a question. He said, what? I said, what? 
am I supposed to do with this? Put the soda in the bowl and just drink it from the bowl? <laughs> he looked at the bowl, looked at me, looked back at the bowl and went, okay, I see I messed that up. Let me go change. <laughs> right, right, right. But uh, no, Brilliant Minds, we want um, to to be back on, I regress, get back on track. Brilliant Minds um, was formed in uh, 2017. And um, it was just an idea, and it started to it started to expand. The ideas started to expand. Um, we want to not only do the school, but we also want to have transitional housing for um, some of the students that are getting out of foster care. Um, reason why we want to do that is because they actually need more schooling, and they need a transition from being in foster care to being an adult now. So we will help them along the way. Again, it's a one-year program. The only way they can stay there is to go to school and to do our program. So that one, now if they don't feel like that's the program they want, I'm just not into that, they can find another program somewhere else, but they can still have the transitional housing. We don't want people to be homeless. There's, there's too much abundance out there for people to be homeless. And so we figured the money we get from it, that's why we're nonprofit, we'll go back into the school, it'll cover our operating uh, costs, and it will expand. And once we expand to a point, we can just go ahead and add more things, add more skills. Um, we can add more like auto. People want to learn how to do auto or heating or air. And then we also ask for volunteers to come in and teach. So we ask people to come in who have been on a set or who are an actor, talking to your cameraman there. We come and have them teach, you know, and show what they've done, what, what it is that they've done. You can be inspired by another person. You oh, yeah. Know, you can definitely be inspired by another person. And that might be that, like you said, with the coach, you know, he said the words and you came back and you felt like you could just win this game. Well, that's the same thing. Maybe they need to be inspired. And I talked to a couple of artists. I talked to a couple of um, celebrities and I asked them, this is what I want to do. Can I count on you to come and just talk to the people? They said they'd love to. Mm. they'd love to you know so there's certain celebrities that I want to reach out to once I get this thing going and have them come and spend their time just talking just talking to them you know um, I noticed on television they have a master class for different yeah. people well you know <clears throat> when you look at movies and you look at stage and you look at production a lot of people say I can't reach that you know it's only for those people mm. you know uh, it's only he became a millionaire because he went to school not necessarily. I know some millionaires that are didn't finish high school. They haven't yeah. finished high school at all. But I will tell you this. When I started to form uh, Brilliant Minds, something had come over me. I was working at the um, the conference center. It's not the conference center. Um, it's in L.A., big old huge building. Uh, and and uh, I was working there, and I had met these two guys. And one of them said... I want to be a millionaire. And another one said, I'm going to be a millionaire. Uh -huh. Three years go by, and I'm still working at the conference center, still working there. And um, I happened to see the guy that said I wanted to be a millionaire. And he was putting up chairs and stuff for an actual uh, conference that was going to happen or whatever they were doing. And I saw the other guy. He was running the conference. So see, one wanted to, the other one became what he said he was going to be. And that's how it went. That's how it is. So I said to myself, well, Brilliant Minds has, um, you, you always have a brilliance that's ready to shine. And it happens. It has to happen. So, you know, out there, we're trying to get our donations together. And um, we look forward to working with the community. It's such a big aspect of, of Brilliant Minds that we want to do. We're not just going to be a school. We're also going to help the community. You know, one of the things, too, is that when you talk about homelessness, um, there's three different categories. There's mm -hmm. the guy who just lost his job or his house caught on fire. Mm -hmm. um, there's the person that's on drugs. And there's the person that has mental health. So you can't group everybody together and no. say that this is this is what happens, you know. Uh, you have to separate those three. And um, we plan eventually to do that. We plan on saying, okay, well, right now we're going to work with foster kids. Then we're going to go ahead and start, you know, once we have enough affordable housing or transitional housing, we can go ahead and start helping others, but it depends on what the situation is. If they're on drugs and it's an actual place for them to get off drugs, period, can be there and be on drugs. If it's mental health, then we have to work with community services, but there's another way too. We can build an actual place for them with the doctors and the medicine and everything they need. They do that for, for seniors. They do mm -hmm. that for seniors. Why can't they do that for 
people that have mental mental health problems, you know. So that's the thing. It's it's all about an initiative of getting things started mm-hmm. and not worrying about how much is it going to cost. You know, yeah, it's going to cost money. Okay, great. You know, I look at it this way. I saw that mansion that we talked about earlier. It was like nine point, I think it was like, what is it, $4.9 million. We didn't care. We wanted it. It existed. That's the same identical thing. These people exist. This this program exists to help out. And I, I really was impressed with Houston to be able to go and lease hotels to get people off the street, you know. And you have to understand, there's people that just have given up. They said, forget it. This is where I'd rather be here. I'd rather do this. And that's their behavior. But not everybody wants to to live that way. And it's getting it's getting to the point where there's actual kids living on the street now with yeah, parents sadly, and stuff like that. And, and I guess it's a third world country and it's not. So Brilliant Minds wants to do just more than just educate people and get them into film or get them into music production, but it also wants to do stuff for the community so we can create jobs and we can get people to work, we can get people to do things, and we can get other people to be involved in what we're doing. We can be involved in what they're doing. And we can become their client as well. So, you know, I mean, if it's advertisement, I may come to someone and say, hey, I don't know how to do this. You do this for me, you know, and we'll pay you for doing that. And so we're creating jobs. We're creating business and creating opportunities, creating abundance. That's basically Mm -hmm. abundance before everybody. And that's what we do. Well, that sounds great. So how will people be able to find you, you know, give your information so people can hear where well, they can find you? I have you? a website, which is brilliantmindsproductionacademy.org. You can check us out there with more information on what we do and what we are going to do. Um, you can also check me out on my email, uh, andremosley98 at gmail.com. You can always reach me there. I have a phone number. I'll give that out to you, 346 399 1561, call me anytime. We What we're looking for right now is property. We're looking for land or property or an existing building to start the first phase of the school. We figure by March we should start, you know, getting ready to start the first phase of it. So if you can help out, that would be great. Let's not just do things great. Let's do something brilliant. We also passes out cards to business cards. To, uh, people. I lost my business card holder. I don't know and I that itself is, <laughs> helps people along too. Yeah. Also, yeah, definitely. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Definitely. Well, I want to thank you guys for coming out. You know, we've oh, talked about yeah. a lot of things yeah, today. We we've talked about being assertive and protecting your dreams. You know, right. not letting people speak negativity into you. Not letting yourself be a dumping ground for right. their doubts and fears. Uh, we've talked about even being assertive with yourself and making sure that you are picturing where you want to be and creating affirmations that are going to really uh, inspire you to get there. Um, putting different tools into your life, meaning maybe listening to affirmations, <coughs> getting the books that he mentioned. Mm-hmm. I'm going to actually show you two books. This book is called Don't Say Yes When You Mean No. <laughs> are you it's making that real, up? Are you making that up? It's real <laughs> simple. Don't say yes when you mean no. Right, right, right. Let this your is, yes be yes is, and your no yeah, be no, right? This is about being assertive. <laughs> Speak, you know, don't don't say yes when you mean no, meaning basically don't go along with things that you really don't want to be a part of. Exactly. Don't get yourself into things that are way too uh, burdening to you. Yes. We all have a certain amount of time and a certain amount of energy, and we have to decide how we're going to use that time and energy. We don't owe our time and energy to people just because they ask. Right. We actually right. have to try to help where we can, try to be a support where we can, but you can't help everybody all the time no, every time they ask. You True. actually have to say no yes. sometimes. Yeah, you do. You know, so yeah, you do. That's, that's this book. book. Who, who, this who is, wrote that? Can you take this the author? Is, uh, who is this? This is called the Assertiveness Training Book. It's by Herbert Finsterheim, Finsterheim and, okay. and Jean Bauer. Okay, cool. And this other one, this is a book, again, on abundance. You can see it's been well used. It's called <laughs> You Were Born Rich. Ooh, ooh, <clears throat> ooh, And really? so basically this is about realizing that we are born into abundance. Yeah. We are we are taught limits. Yeah. We are not yeah. born with them. If you look at a child, that child has all the potential in the world to be so many things. Right. Born with a, a wealth of potential. Mm-hmm. But we are taught, don't do this. Don't, oh, that might not work. Oh, don't, you know. But again, you have to be assertive right. and you have to affirm yourself. So 
That's what we've talked about today, being assertive, affirming your goals, speaking Correct. positively about yourself, and even having speak people speak into your life, you know. And so we definitely want you guys to do that. And I want to thank you for joining us. Thank you for having us. Thank, yes. thank you for having thank us. You. Thank definitely. you. So I had Andrew Mosley and Julius Parker with Brilliant Minds Production Academy with me today. And I thank you guys for joining us. May you walk in Zenergy. I'm Shay, and I have a weekly podcast called Zenergy, which is fuel for the mind, body, and soul. And this is the Zenergize Your Life Goal Setting Package, Volume 1. It comes with the workbook, a journal, stickers, a bookmark, tabs, and a QR code where you can find my podcast. And inside this workbook, you're going to have 16 different principles. The first one I'm going to show you mine is abundance. You have a place to put pictures that inspire you of role models, also pictures of goals that you want to create, goals, journal prompts, meditations, affirmations, all kinds of things to help you focus on this principle to better your life. And like I said, there's 16 principles. So this is a $15 package that comes with all of these things I've shown you, $21 with shipping and handling, and you can get it at laughsandlyrics.com. So Zenergize Your Life with me. Thank you. Thank you.